Listen, I say listen. It's the voice of someone shouting. Clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway through the wasteland for our God. Fill in the valleys and level the mountains and the hills. Straighten the curves and smooth out the rough places. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all, all people will see it together. The Lord has spoken. O Zion, messengers of good news, shout from the mountaintop. Shout it louder, O Jerusalem. Shout it and do not be afraid. Tell the towns of Judah, your God is coming. So Satan comes and tries to take the word out of your heart, the word of God. If he is successful, he gets your joy because joy is a product of something that was spoken by God. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength, when you lose your joy, you become weak, you become helpless, unable to overcome. You become an open target for Satan's attacks. So remember what Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is your strength, Nehemiah 8, verse 10. God's word produces joy, and joy produces strength. So here we are in the book of John 16, 22. And you now have sorrow, but I will see you again, says the Lord, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man can take away from you. We have seen that if no man can take your joy, neither can Satan. He does not have the legal right to do that unless you give him that right. So let's fill our cups with joy as we feast on the Word of God. You are listening to the Gospel Trail.
on the furnace does not come on and it uh, it heats the whole house so, so you're saying you're probably going to be burning so more wood. so we've been trying to burn more wood to reduce that uh, monthly cost and the good news is if we save on uh, LP by burning wood they, the money's credited or given back I don't know if this you and Sandy heard I was saying to John I'm waiting on a delivery propane delivery right now um, I said I would not go through another winter without making sure that we had propane, that anywhere I've ever been, it's been consolidated, that is electric utilities with electric water, sewage, trash, um, all combined. Uh, water, electric, sewage, and trash, yeah. Here the electric is just the electric. And the first year, the first winter I went through, I got hit with, for one month, $623.11 bill for one month for uh, electric. The next year, five hundred some dollars, and I'm going. Hey, there's something wrong. Something wrong. I don't care if you run the heater 24/7. I cannot see, even with inflation, even with the cost of living, for it to be uh, five, six hundred, seven hundred dollar uh, bill for just one month. So anyway, I wound up having to absorb it, and I said I'll not do it again. Uh, so now I'm like on the delivery for the propane gas. Well, and then I saw where uh, OPEC met with uh, Putin and stuff, and, uh, and so they're going to limit uh, oil production so they can raise the prices. Well, did you know well, about yeah, that? Yeah, that's, I, I haven't heard about that. But that just happened yesterday. That's, that's always going on. That's, uh, yeah. 
that's uh, you got to keep the profits up. Yeah. Extraordinary today, Sandy. That, and according to what I read, they're gonna. I think it's something like uh, what was it, 200 or 2,000? I think it was 2,000 gallon uh, reduction. Okay. Yeah, it's normally barrels. Yeah, they normally talk about in barrels. How much are you going to produce in barrels? So, yeah. So prices are going to go up. Wow. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we we kind of kind of knew that. Yeah. So where's our uh, food going up? Where's too? our trust? Where's our faith? Food going up. Uh, you know, we thought. You know, I. I but the COVID winter. <laughs> winter is long enough in some areas. Um, add COVID and and being locked up and not being able to socialize with people, you know, and it, you know, that took a toll. That took a toll on on everyone. And uh, yeah. now, I'm 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 afraid this is going to be even longer winter with the uh, the prices and everything taking a toll on on people again because it's it's not the toilet paper hoarding, but it's it's everything on the shelf is. Uh, is uh, going up in price, going up, up, up in price, and sometimes not there, and that could be a, another tactic, just like they do with oil. Let's reduce the amount of oil, and so we can raise the price. That's just like re reducing the amount of stuff on the shelf, cause panic, <laughs> and people will pay anything. You know, that's uh, it. Sound to me, it sounds like you know they went from marketing to just out and out, uh, you know, scalping. Yeah, marketing trying to uh, get you to buy something. In the twenties, uh, in the twenties, they boosted sales of, of cigarettes just tremendously, and that's because uh, some genius marketing person figured out uh, women aren't smoking cigarettes. Um, literally, they don't smoke cigarettes, and whatever reason, and uh, so they started having all these ads. You see these ads with a woman with the elegant looking with the uh, long. the long cigarette holder mm -hmm. in the long uh, black gloves and, and uh, jewelry um, making it elegant to smoke that's more than double the cigarette sales right the important the elite is smoking and it's like right if you want to if you want to be elite yeah. smoke car brand so that is part of the veil and the uh, manipulation. I was just going to say, is that, that a good lead to into Second <laughs> Corinthians four? I was waiting that's right, to see that's that right. tie in. And there's a, there's a lot the more. There's a lot more than cigarettes and fuel oil plaguing our society. So Don, I understand you have to take off early. Um, you know, feel free to feel free to go. Won't make us hold back. Well. It turns out I don't have the car today, so... Oh, no. I think it's an issue. <laughs> That's right. Why don't you open up in prayer, Don? Could you do that, please? Father in heaven, we thank you so much for your love, guidance, protection. Lord, we just count it as a privilege to be used in this work to, to expound your word and to share with others what we've learned and what can be gained here. Pray that you will um, guide our thoughts, guide our minds, guide our applications as well as we go through this passage. May it be glorifying to you because you are the great and wonderful God of all the universe. How we praise you and adore you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.
Amen. Yeah, that's that's an awesome prayer. Um, well, we we've uh, yeah we've finished over a year of uh, the book of John. It's been over a year of podcast on that, and I want to thank everybody that's you know Don and Grover and Sandy and Liz and Maddie, everyone that helped make that possible with their uh, with their talents and time. And that was called uh, uh, that was actually a series called God faith and community and we have that indexed on our website so you can go and listen to all of those as well as we also have our daily Bible lesson with Brother Don and that's also indexed in the menu on the website so you can go through that listen to the past daily Bible lessons or just go to Spotify and follow us click follow and uh, the gospel trail is what you're searching for That'll uh, definitely boost our ratings, which we'd like our ratings boosted, and that way more people, more people are exposed to the gospel of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and His glory that we try to present every every week. So this this uh, series, we're starting a new series, and and it's it's uh, it's going to be the default series. Um, I believe we're going we're going to go start the uh, book of uh, Revelations later later this fall i was actually in a depressed state this this week and oh really and went 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 to the lord what does he do he says uh to put it in simple words you know remember your first love and i'm i'm digging around in the back of my office and i and i found this found this folder and this folder called isn't that interesting the briefing room it's uh it's it's got stuff in it that i would bring to men's group i would bring to church and preach and and stuff it says on the bottom here uh information every christian needs to know and then i started thinking uh i mean we're not we're still on the gospel trail there's a place wherever you meet is the briefing room and and i think the church today is missing it is missing it. What I mean by that is in Hebrews in Hebrews 6 they're talking talking to the church about surely we don't need to start again with the fundamentals importance of repentance from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. I mean that that just reminds me of the the person that comes forward to the altar every every time. I mean I I've been there. I'd come to the altar every time to repent and and uh, and place my faith in God, but you don't need their further instructions about baptisms, laying on of hands, and the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And so, God willing, will we move forward to further understanding? I mean, I can, I can just see Jesus, the CEO, at the head of his table with his twelve disciples saying these exact same words that we have to move forward and then also in reading that and 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 this is the this is the verse that God gave me while he was you know speaking to me about returning to your first love which is I, I guess sharing the gospel I mean he put that in us and I and then I look back and yes I was doing that with this uh, briefing room uh, concept uh, you know, years ago, and we're still doing it today. So, God willing, let's move forward to further understanding—not new things, 
but firm up God's things in our in our mind. The basic uh, yeah, the basic doctrines of the church he mentioned. Did I say baptisms? Did I say laying on of hands? Did I say resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment? We're going to talk about eternal judgment when we go into the book of Revelations, I'm sure. Does the church talk about the resurrection of the dead in their briefing room? Stuff Christians need to know. Um, do the, does the church talk about uh, the laying on of hands? The basic doctrines, and I like the way the Bible puts it, of his church. The basic doctrines. And uh, and that's, and that's, that's what... Uh, I guess that's that's the direction of where I want to go, where we're where we're at, and I've done this many times. I've in Second uh, Corinthians four, the first sermon I preached was Second Corinthians chapter four, verses three through seven. Wow! Now it all fits in. So so that's that's what uh, and, and you know the problem and the solution. So the problem is. If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, and what you know, what is that veil? Where does the veil come from? You know, is it? It's 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 not even static. It changes. It's it's. Uh, the Bible says, um, "Be not ignorant of the uh, the wiles." I, the the English word or, or the the tricks of the devil. Um, he lays traps. How many times do you? Uh, sing songs or, or hear um, psalmists or read psalmists in the Bible um, talking about the enemy lying a trap and those things we fall for, hook, line, and sinker. And what are those hook, lines, and sinkers? You know, we should learn to recognize them and avoid them. And uh, hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. And I mean, yeah, so either you're veiled and perishing or you're not veiled and you're living life, life with God. And it even goes on to say where it's coming from. I mean, how direct can that be? Satan, who is the God of this world, little g, but he was given time to roam, roam the earth. And we can see anything that kills, steals or destroys out there is, is just happening because of, uh, of, I say, of Satan and that veil that he tries to put over. But when he gets feeling comfortable, when he gets feeling accepted, when he gets, he starts even being promoted, and and things happen that that are not good for mankind. Um, the minds, Satan, who is the god of this world, has blinded the minds of those who do not believe. I mean, how many unbelievers are out there in this world? You know, I saw, or I, I heard a statistic um, listening to uh, David Kalenda, a, a evangelist that, that followed Reinhard Bonnke. He says every seven seconds, just feel your heart beat. Every seven pounding of your heart, someone dies without Jesus. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. I mean, glory to God. I mean, Jesus is the exact likeness of God. In many ways, it also, he is God. Genesis 
It even talks about the beginning of creation. I just think about that. The beginning of creation. Well, what was before the beginning? If you go out into eternity, if you go out into space, you know, they're even finding it out now and changing their ideas about the Big Bang Theory and this and that and the other thing because like, wow, there's there's more space beyond our galaxy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's other galaxies. You know, maybe we're not alone. Um, maybe something, you know, something different. They can't quite put their finger on it. Well, it is God. I mean, he was there in the beginning and shall be there forevermore. It's, it's our earthly bodies that are just passing. And then in that Genesis that was recorded, it says that let's make them, referring to us, in our image. You know, let's create mankind in our image. Well, our, there's somebody up there, and there's the minimum of, of, of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God Almighty himself saying in our image and we can only speculate how far the galaxy goes and our mind cannot comprehend that we can only speculate how long god has been living before he decided to create the earth and man our mind cannot go there i mean we can only speculate or make make stories down a little bit further down in verse six it says for god who said let there be light in the darkness has made the light shine. See the God that I just spoke of that w- was the beginning of eternity and the God that created everything out of nothing, everything out of nothing, said, let there be light in the darkness. And there was light. He has made this light shine in our hearts. That has to be the glory of God. It's shown in our hearts, changing us, lest we be veiled, lest we not believe. But it says, so we could know the glory of God. I mean, when you come to that realization that God has saved me, God has lifted me up and continues to lift me up, even as he did this week, that God is the source. We can know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ from the writings we study and what we have seen in the Bible, from our personal experiences that we on the gospel trail often relate and and share but that I have that underlined so we can could know the glory of God and in the margin I wrote we can know and show that glory of God and where I get that is from the the uh, King's James version it says and uh, I'm paraphrasing it but it's it's I don't have it in front of me. Let there be light in the darkness that has made this light shine in our hearts so we can share this glory, you know, so we can we can show it and know it. We in seven, we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clays of jar containing this great treasure. I mean the, the writer of the gospel here is is uh, likening themselves to uh, a jar of clay but that makes it clear that our great power and that of which we speak of is from God not ourselves not not from ourselves yeah I got <laughs> uh, let's see but anyway the <clears throat> 
excuse me, the gospel trail is where the ministry is. And whether you're listening to us or whether you're walking along the sea. I mean, I personally was walking along our lake. There's a trail that goes along there. And I had a person come up to me and ask, how do you receive the Spirit? Just out of the blue, I'm walking along the sea and somebody comes up, I mean, similar to the road of a, to Emmaus or something, but he was wondering, how do you receive the Spirit? He went to a, a briefing room religiously and they never told him how to receive the Spirit. That's where the ministry is. The ministry is on the trail, the gospel trail. Behind work, when I went out the back and I was facing that long hike up the hill to my car, a man came running across the parking lot and knelt in front of me and said, I need a priest. I have confessions. Hmm. I'm just walking to my car. Wow. In the hall at work, um, and this is years ago, and I'm certain it could happen to you today, a man came up to me and asked, is the world coming to an end? I'm afraid because he's watching the news. He's, he's, he's seeing world events. Um, he's feeling the pressure. Um, he's feeling the pressure of the advertising. And, and the advertising does not just stop at the marketing to get you to buy cigarettes. You know, the advertising is there daily, day in, day out. Um, what we see in, uh, in, in uh, now Netflix now is the, the place to go to see stuff. And, and there's, there's, they're making things that are not normal, trying to make them normal. And, and it's, 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 in, it's in there. It's in the uh, politicians use that same method to get their desires met. Their desire is to get more votes. So how do we get more votes? Um, Putin's desire is to get more money. So how does he get more money? He reduces the price of or the quantity of oil and saying if you really want it, you have to buy more. You have to pay more. The uh, In the 70s, early 70s, there was a, a gas shortage. And I was in the military um, at the time. So I, anyway, I was privy to some things. But uh, you, if you look at what is happening, you should be able to discern these things. There was long gas lines in Washington, D.C., of course, because that is the center of the, the politics and the uh, um, influencers in the United States. And I'd, you could sit in a gas line for hours to get, literally hours, to get a rationed amount of gas. And it was, uh, I think, $5 a gallon, which was outrageous at that time. It's still outrageous today. But so we sat in line for hours to get that five gallons or 10, whatever. They just they knew just how much we needed to make it to work every day because they want to keep the economy going. And, and, and this is not a conspiracy theory. It is just facts. I, I lived it. I was there. But the kicker is if you wanted premium gasoline for $10 a gallon or $9.95, Point nine, you could have all the gasoline you want. So that, how is that not unlike um, what Grover brought brought forth earlier with with the world oil situation? 
you know, if you want, you can have all the oil you want if you if you pay me a lot of money. But uh, let's let's like get down to earth here and lower the amount to make it more precious or or scarcer, or harder to get, and and people will pay anything to get that. It's all it's all manipulation. It's all manipulation. Wow, you've uh, the veil. You've been on a roll the here, veil. Kevin. The you've veil. been on a roll, Kevin. Anyway, yeah, save you, save you, save me, Sandy. No, 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 no. That's no. This is no. This is this is all excellent. And, and I know, what 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 I wanted to say for me uh, after we went through the whole book of John is that um, how it's impacted me in the revelations and knowing who God is and knowing who Jesus is. It's really impacted me. Every time we do a study, it really impacts. It really does impact me. And um, you know, you talked about depression. You know, you talked about returning to your first love. Right, right. And that's precipitated everything you've said since then, and it brought to mind all those things that happened to you, with God's intervention, saying, you know, it's like, what do I need to do to be saved? Right. You know, right. as we walk with Him and as we grow in Him, as you, as you're talking about, um, I. Uh, I was impacted on those verses today. I just broke down and cried because I realized my sin. It became crystal clear in how God sent his son Jesus so that I could behold the glory of God, that I would be saved. And uh, that really impacted, it really impacted me. And of course, I I worked on acronyms and I just got one now, you know, it's about, um, you know, the... Uh, Washington D.C. being a seat of power and influence, you know, and uh, because it's it's basically right. a, it's a, it's basically about power and control. Right. Who's in control? And, and who what, do we who do we say is and, in control? And, and who who do we what do we call the people on social media that get the most likes? Yeah, well, uh, influencers. Yeah, influencers. Power and control. You know what? The, right. Pack. Political action committee. Power go. and control. It yep. just came crystal clear to me because Power that's what it's all about. Yep. It's like when I go into the jail, I said, every day I make a decision. Who's in control this day? Is it Sandy or is it Jesus Christ? Is it the glory of God or is it my glory? And so every day we have a choice about who we're going to serve and who we're going to believe. And our job is to take that veil so that they can see clearly in our lives about who Jesus Christ is and who God the Father is. Right. And this last Tuesday, I went to the jail, and you talk about getting, I mean, I was all prepared uh, for about who we are in Christ. And I went there, and they went to the first, uh, the, um, the one group that I've been meeting with on a weekly basis, and no one wanted to come to the Bible study. Ooh. Wow, you know, yeah. so then it was like, so then they went to another unit and asked if they wanted to come to a Bible study, and they also said no. Huh. So I'm thinking, wow, okay, so then I started coming against the enemy. Right. Putting the veil, putting using that veil to stop them from hearing the truth and the light, the light that Jesus Christ brings. Right. Just, as, just as God said in the beginning, let there be light. And right. there was light right. in things, you know, that, and, that connection that's in like, those verses. Just like the King James Version says, they're, they're veiled, lest the light of the glory of the gospel of Jesus Christ Hallelujah. is shown that's on right. them. 
That's right. See, Hallelujah. See, thank you, Jesus. He, his spirit just brought that back to my memory. That's right. See? That I was stumbling before, but Ooh. This, we're on a roll. We're on a roll. That's great. So, so, so then I was discouraged. So that light had to be noticed. Yeah. You so had to break through. You got you got to hear this. So, I came against the forces of evil because who's in, you know, the the god of this world, but yeah. greater is he that is in me and I says, "No." I says, "Satan and all your cohorts, I stand against you." I command you to loose your hold off this jail and bring, I pray that you would bring, Lord, that you would bring the people that need to come. Yep. So I could have been discouraged because the, the woman said, do you want me to go to another unit to see? Right, right. And I right. said, yes. You know, where did that come from? Well, I, you know, so I did the spiritual warfare. So then they came. Three guys came. There you go. Three men came. And uh, I shared my testimony. I shared the the um, supernatural intervention that Jesus Christ put in my life. And I shared that. And before a guy left, he wrote me a note. He, he wrote me a note and he said, uh, thank you for sharing your testimony. It hit right to the place in my heart that I needed to hear. And God used you to touch my heart the way it should have been. And I just wow. broke down. Wow. I just... So... Because the enemy comes to seek, kill, and destroy. He wants to stop us. He wants us to stop us from giving and showing the gospel trail, how we are to become, you know, who right. we are. Right. You know, it's like light. So I used, I got a couple of acronyms, you know, because he gave That's me right. one for light and That's one right. for veil. Okay. Okay, light. Uh, Lord is giving heaven's truth. Light. Lord is giving Lord. heaven's truth. Lord is giving heaven's truth. Right. Or or the Lord invites grace and heaven's truth. Veil. Voicing evil in light. Wow. Veil. Voicing evil in light. Vanquish. I had to look up that, Veil. you know, because the Lord gave me that. Vanquish evil um, involves light. Vanquishing evil involves light. And the battle is, vanquishing is to defeat it is to take over. Vanquishing means to take over evil with right, the light. Right. And, and so and, and we have that light in our earthen vessels. Exactly. You know, and we may be a, a crackpot, cracked <laughs> vessel. Right. But uh, unless that light is allowed to shine right. and let the glory of the gospel of Jesus Christ go forth, um, you know, you're gonna have you're gonna have people in the parking lot kneeling before you saying i need a priest <laughs> you know and he had this urge to confess his sins and mm -hmm. and he was looking for the the right person because he was religiously trained that uh you have to find a priest not mm -hmm. a, not another brother or sister in christ mm -hmm. which we call christians that is the church right that is the church that's where the people are mm -hmm. where the people are and so <laughs> That message, you know, that he spoke to you in your depression. Right. Go back to your first love. Well, I mean, that's what we, I mean, it's like I told those right. guys in the jail, did I repent once? No. I said, I have to repent because I fall short and I have to, I have to trust in him and just confess my sins to him and confess to my brothers that I need help. And this is what's going on. But because we're broken people. We've been broken from the beginning. We're, right. We've been broken, broken when we disobeyed God in, in the Garden of Eden. When we did not do, he said one thing, do not, do not eat from the, from the uh, 
tree, the fruit of the tree of uh, good and evil. We weren't meant for that. So getting back on the gospel trail, we have to bring the light. That's why those those verses that you you know when when you gave me those, I asked you, I asked yesterday, and I said, so what, what are we going to be doing? And I thought, ooh, three verses, and I thought, wow, wow, that, that uh, yep. wrecked me. That right, wrecked me right. this morning. Well, that that light you speak about, and uh, you know this this information or this regeneration yeah. of my spirit came through depression, and and uh, you know. And and what is depression? You know, is what I'd like to like to get into, and, mm-hmm. and maybe some of our you know, or Don and Don and uh, Grover could, could yeah, help us with in, this. Right? But uh, you know, the there was a study done um, after 1999. <laughs> so I mean, it's a recent study. Do you feel like you are no longer close to anyone? Mm. And that was. Uh, that was a huge study that uh, went, you know, multiple countries, United States and uh, Britain. 30, 39% says that describes me. And where does depression come from? Wow. I, I'm, I'm here today to suggest that it comes, that is the veil that the enemy Satan has stated in the Bible in those verses we just read, puts upon those who do not believe and the only way out is the light of the glory of the gospel of jesus christ is shown upon them how does that get shown upon them i mean you can be you can be uh um on the on the road to damascus and have that light shine upon you so hard that you're blinded now now there there he is paul that um blinded he was a man of, uh, you know, that was taking things into his own hands. He was, you know, he was not uh, shy about anything that he did. But all of a sudden, he's blind. He can't eat himself. He can't, um, has no control over what happens around him now without his sight. Yeah, he doesn't have direction. He doesn't have he doesn't direction. Know where he, is. he doesn't know where he is. But that's, that's, that's where depression comes in. Um, not saying that God put depression on him, but that was a result of, of his actions that God had to shake him up and get get his attention. attention. Depression comes from being lonely, no control over your job. You know, perhaps you've been laid off from work. You're the main breadwinner in your household. You have no control over that. And then stay home, away from people. Um, that's also feeds that that depression and if there's a 39 percent of the people in the united states and in britain do not feel like they're close to anyone how how does that how does that light shine upon them if they stay hidden how that light stays on them is by a personal relationship in a daily nightly every day walk with jesus and not just saying that lightly and not just a bunch of words, but actually putting it into action. And if I may, just a couple of things went through my mind in regards to starting with uh, the depression and working back and the test uh, of being feeling alone or uh, if, uh, closed off from paraphrasing, being separated, closed to others made me think of the 
experience that so many went through here recently with the um, COVID yeah, brought to light yeah. about the impact of being uh, <clears throat> uh, put into a position uh, of separation. Uh, as far as the veil goes, uh, it also is written, my people shall perish from lack of knowledge. The people that I have come in contact with, the majority of them have a burning desire of something uh, going beyond, going deeper, something tangible, going back to where this began with when someone approached and said, how do you receive the spirit? They talk about things that are scriptural and written, but then they stop short a lot of times, the people who are speaking, and they don't give them the answers that the people are looking for. And the people are searching for, okay, I, I, I hear about the Spirit, I want to know about the Spirit, but tell me, tell me specifically. And the other thought that I had was in regards to, uh, and I think you touched upon Hebrews, and not going over the same old, same old, uh, paraphrasing, uh, and going forward and advancing, and that always be on guard, for we may be unawarely entertaining an angel. That's not to say that the people who came up in the parking lot were an angel, but it's not to say they weren't. And how that we never know when we're on the front line and we are being tested, and how we're going to respond to that test. And the final thing is like Sandy was saying, when he went to give the Bible, when he went to uh, come together for the Bible study, and the first dorm or pod or whatever, they said no, the second one said no, and finally broke through that, and that then got the note from one of the participants, and how that it was like it impacted them as if that it was meant for them, that they kind of like lost sight of, of say, all that was going on around them and just kind of like it was directed to them personally and shared their appreciation. Um, and so coming into conclusion is to always keep in focus. We never know who's looking, who's listening, right, and then right. about the life and the acronyms. Who's looking, who's listening, and always be prepared to give a, a godly answer and to give them what they need. No less, no more. But do make sure to be prepared to respond to when that time comes, when we find that we are faced with a question or a test. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, the Bible says to be ready in, in season, season or out, out of season. season. And I might add, be ready in church and out of church. Really? supposed to be ready out of church no I I'm being facetious I'm it, that's please right. forgive that's me. right yeah because um, <laughs> we have to all be always be ready just like he was saying we have to be ready and to be ready is means that we have to be close to him we have to be dependent on him we have to draw near to him and he will he will because he's the one that brings people close to you he's right, the right. one that uh, uh, that that's that's doing that. It's it's not us. We are just carriers of His light and His truth, and um, that's why we have to always be ready. We always have to be prepared. And what a blessing that is 
that we have, I mean, that's how I came to Christ, because people had truth and I didn't know what the truth was, and they had peace and I didn't know what peace was. But he is the light, and what a privilege that we can share that gospel light to help set people free, and to help people grow in that, because they can be in jail, wherever it is. You can be in prison wherever you are. You can be in, you could be in prison going well, that, to church. Well, that's self, self-imprisonation. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, yeah, let's, let's isolate ourselves. Yeah, isolate. That's isolate right. ourselves. And that's and what that's, the enemy and that's does. that's what happens. And that's what the enemy does. He wants to, he wants to isolate, ourse- isolate us from the truth, isolate ourselves from Father God, isolate ourselves from fellow Christians and people that would encourage us. That's his goal. And then he'll bring that depression and get and try to keep you in a downward cir- a cycle until um, until you end it. You know, and how do you end it? You, know, you went to the Lord, right? You know, right? And that's and then he says, you know, um, go back to your first love. Just like he always tells me, I'm always reminded when I go into the jail, he uh, or when I speak to people, just tell them about me. Tell them about me. Tell them about what I've done in your life. Tell them about why I came. Tell them about my purpose. Tell them about my intention. Tell them about the abundant life. Tell them about me. Don't tell them about Sandy. All I do is tell them about what he's done as a testimony to show that he is the light and he is the encouragement and he is the truth. You you, you can't get, there's nothing higher no. than knowing Jesus Christ in, in God's glory. Coming to face to face with Jesus Christ, we see the face of God. We get to know who God is. It's a it's a complete. Um, you can't get any better. That's the penultimate. That's is, right. Is knowing who God the Father is, and He gave us Jesus Christ to show who God the Father was, is, He is. That's what we keep saying. He is. He is. He is. He is. I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm making light of depression. Um, I know what it is. I've seen its effects. I, it's, uh, if you've ever been there, it's, it's feeling like pain is leaking out of you. Mm. And, mm. and, uh, but there, um, technically there's, there's nine, nine types of, roughly nine types of depression. And only two of those nine are a chemical imbalance. But if I went to a doctor today and said, I'm feeling like pain is leaking out of me, um, I'd be given some drugs. And uh, I think it was 2017 on United Nations Day, a leader in the United Nations uh, circle, um, a leading doctor, said we need to talk less about chemical imbalances and more about the way we live. Ooh. Oh. So I'm, like I said this this week, uh, I was uh, feeling like pain was leaking out of me and, and starting to focus on that. And uh, pain, pain is not a, exactly a bad thing. I mean, I'm starting to look at depression as a signal, you know, that that veil is enveloping me so tight that I can't breathe. You know, there's, there's basic, basic things in life food, water, shelter, clean air, that uh, we take any one of those away from people, we're in trouble. But we've grown and, and advertised, I don't know if it's called growing, but uh, 
so much that you need this I thought for you, a good I thought life. You, I thought you were saying groaning. Well, instead, of... that's that was yeah. It was that was what it felt like. I was I was groaning. Yeah. And uh, what people need is, and what I needed at that point, I needed I needed sense of belonging. Man. Yes. I needed a, you know, I needed meaning and purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, I I didn't see through that veil that was being pulled over me. Like that's what they do when they uh, um, nap people. A lot of times you see yeah, blindfold them. they blindfold them or, or yeah. put a bag over their head and haul them off, you know, and I could not see the future and people need interaction. We need, we need respect and value. How many times do you see uh, today um, people opening their talk with uh, something about, you know, I just want to be seen. You know, they're, they're, I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, boy, you're back in the therapy room, you know. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that, uh, you're, you're coming out here, but uh, the result is they're clinging to something false. And they have to, so you're only no control over your job, staying home away from people. Um, that was the whole sense that, that uh, I had, again, coming over me and uh, <laughs> literally sitting in the backyard on a, on a, uh, a bench and just, uh, just being alone with God. And uh, I came back into the house. Um, I went to my cell phone, which we all do, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and so I thought, well, I'll watch a video or something on, on uh, YouTube. So, so I open up YouTube, and the top suggestion for me is this uh, TED Talk by this guy named Johan about depression. So don't get excited and think, yeah, the Holy Spirit put that on there. It was Google that put it on there because if how many times have you been by your uh, by your phone? And I tested this one time. I talked about ferret food. You know that I I was smiling and I was holding my phone up and I looked at Liz and I said. Our ferret is getting hungry, and I don't think that food that he's eating is making his coat shine like it should. You know, should we go and shop for some ferret food? Um, I had ferret food ads in my Facebook. I had ferret food ads on Twitter. I had, you know, every time I turned around, there was, I turned on my computer, ferret food ads. <laughs> I had never searched for that. Was it, Ferret food ads. Ferret food ads. So, so thank you, Google, for bringing <laughs> this word to me in my time of need. I mean, I was talking about depression uh, to the Lord. I mean, I must have spoke out loud, but I had my phone with me. And uh, so, so this guy, he comes up. I mean, he spent years. Uh, um, it, it was a TED Talk, and uh, the guy was 42 years old, and he had had been chemically treated for depression but as the days went on um, gave him you know it didn't quite work because it he was feeling fine for a while but he'd go back well we got to up your dosage and a little bit more a little bit more but he had reached the maximum dosage <laughs> prescribed that you can take but then that didn't help and uh, like I said there are there's there's about nine different types of depression and two only two of them are biological where the chemicals may help but uh, 
He said even that he was felt like pain was leaking out of him. And I think that's a, that's a good sign that, uh, like, if you are feeling pain, your hand is burning, pull it back off the candle. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a sign that we, we have to do something. He, he uh, let's see, he, uh, he was talking about, you know, you need to have a sense of belonging. You need, you need to feel a meaning and purpose. You need to see that you have a future or that uh, have some respect and, and value in your, in your community. Um, and that's not, just a, that's not just a man thing, but uh, everybody needs to feel they have value. And uh, where do you get that from? Community. Where do you get that from? But, you know, and being a disciple, Jesus had 12, a group of 12, and they talked amongst them each other. I mean, the Bible says, forsake not the gathering together with like believers. Because, why? Because build up each other's faith in most holy faith, the Spirit of God, when we get together. But he was, he had literally traveled the world, and I, this this guy is, to me, you know, definitely reputable. He wasn't making this stuff up, but uh, he uh, he went went to camp, or uh, trying to trying to find in my notes here if I have a name for the guy. But anyway, he went he went to Cambodia. He was in Cambodia um, with, with a doctor, and this this. Uh, you know, he talked to this this doctor because he interviews people about depression and stuff. And the, the doctor was there in Cambodia to introduce medication to their society for de- medication for depression. And uh, the local people said, you know, well, and they said, yeah, it's an antidepressant, you know, is what we call this, this drug. So there was no... Uh, such thing as a drug or anti that type of antidepressant in Cambodia. So the local leader says, "Well, let me uh, let me tell you a story, and it's a true story. They had a uh, one of their farmers in the rice field stood on a landmine in Cambodia. It was left there from the war with the United States, actually, and uh, blew one of his legs off. Mm. That was his livelihood." was uh, harvesting rice to his waist and uh, water is how you do that and it's all manual labor so he he had medical help he uh, had a prosthetic leg and all of all of the you know help he could get there but he, he stayed home all the man would do would cry once just cried he was he, he tried going back but it's very painful to uh, go back to the site where that trauma happened, and 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 I think even just the pain of uh, standing on a prosthetic leg <laughs> and trying to do that work, and uh, was classic depression. Um, so the local leader said, uh, the the doctor asked him, uh, well, what did what did you do to to help him? He said got a group men together our community and we went and sat with him we listened to him 
we realized that his pain made sense. In Hebrews uh, that we started out in, it says one of the basic um, things that a cr Christian should know about the laying on of hands. You know, they put their hands on his shoulder and prayed with them. This is one of the basic doctrines of the church. The and in the crowd, or the that was uh, the crowd that was him, you know, half a dozen or so people, an idea says, well, buy him a cow. So he could be a farmer, be a dairy farmer, one leg, buy him a cow. The community bought him a cow, and it took a few weeks, even months, maybe after that, but he came out of his depression. He had purpose. He was providing milk for uh, his family and, and a portion for income. That what, what brought him out of his depression? Take not assembling the assembling with light believers. He had, uh, he had people who cared, people who, who prayed with him, who listened to him, who realized his pain. And not just say, be there in spirit or my thoughts are with you. Um, you know, if you are depressed, you are not weak. You are not crazy. You are not a machine with a broken part. You are a human being, unmet needs. Not being condescending and being connected. And I have a question for you. It says <clears throat> that we are created let us create man in our image. Is it the need to be connected and to interact and to have a purpose? Uh, first of all, about getting him a cow, gave him something uh, tangible. It wasn't just condescending. It's like, I understand, I know what you're going through. Let us pray and I hope it all works out. It's okay, we have a problem. And how are we going to address this problem? And what's the solution to this problem? And they came up with something tangible. Is it innate in mankind to have, were we, do we have this innate that we have to have uh, a, not just a purpose, but interaction and connectivity um, versus being uh, secluded, isolated, confined? Uh, I think, is that not? No, I was saying, yeah, I think you're right on the right on the mark there. Um, you know, I often think, why did God create mankind? Because He wanted a relationship and community. He wanted people to be in connection with Him. And that's a basic need. And the two rejections and then the acceptance is that I personally, in my humble opinion, do not believe. God could create anything, and I don't believe, I believe he created uh, mankind for a personal relationship and gave us the gift of choices, free will. Right. He didn't want us to be programmed right. um, to where we would give a automated uh, response, like searching for a search engine or artificial intelligence or whatever, um, trying to figure out how to say this without being objectionable or offensive. He created us with the gift of free will and choices and to be able to have a truly intimate 
relationship. Again, back to real and tangible, not something just superficial and in passing. The other thing real quickly is that I also was reflecting on the depression and about the medication and about how I think it was back in the 60s when they had the uh, advertisements about people were turning to the products they were turning to because they were trying to escape from reality. Then someone woke up and they finally realized, no, they weren't trying to escape. They were trying to connect. They were trying to find uh, something. And in the process, they realized that it was fleeting. It was just temporary, like he had maxed out the example you gave of the man that gave the uh, presentation on the TED uh, platform, that it, it, was, it was temporary. Um, right. It didn't eliminate the problem. Right. Uh, the next morning, they would get up and they'd have the problem, and then they have to take some more medication, and then they have the problem. It's finding something that is definitive. And to me, again, in my personal humble opinion, that all comes back to God. There's only one answer, and that is God. We can band-aid a lot of things, but that's what it is. It's kind of coming to a point of looking for, coming in, coming into right. an awareness of, of the root of the matter right. and connecting with the source. And that's how we get, get out that merry-go-round, I think. Brother Don and I were discussing last night uh, how how junk food has taken over our physical lives. You know, we feel a little simply depressed, or we want to. Some people eat food to uh, feel better, but then we feel terrible afterwards. And and uh, more often than not, our bodies reflect reflect that in our health. And and. Uh, we have junk food, but how about the spiritual, our junk values that uh, are being, being, uh, taking over our minds, you know, um, looking for money, status, showing off, you know, I've got more likes on my, my uh, tweet than, uh, so I must be an influencer, and uh, it just, just brings it back home, um, you know, when you're on your deathbed, what are you? What are you going to uh, think? You should have done more of when, when, uh, before you pass. You know, I. Uh, it's family, the uh, relationships, uh, are important. Instead of following advertising, Instagram, you know, the the driven beliefs that are put on our society, that uh, that. Your your body's not correct. You you have to change it, and uh, on down the line, there are so many things. It's just a, it's a hurricane, depression generating messages. So, when do we say, no, we're not going to take in messages? When do we, when do we turn off the programming that's being done? Why? I don't when. Yeah. You know, because in our that, lives, yes. Because that's our choice. You know, I, I put down for pain. Got another acronym here, pain. Pain. People are in need. People are wow. in need. Pain. So how do we deal with pain? As you were saying about the depression, I was writing down applications. Okay, for people that are depressed, what do you get out of that? You know, and I wrote down like nine nine things. Yep. I wrote down because I was hearing you speak. 
first is our job, our ministry, is to show people the light. Because that's the foundation to defeat depression. To know the light and to go to the light and stay in the light. You know, there's how many verses are there in that? You know, that's if you right. walk in the light, you know, all of those is staying in the light. And, and as you were saying... There's, um, a, there's a Bible study, follow the light. Yeah, right. Uh, but I liked it, uh, what the community did. Uh, first, they just sat with him. And listened. They were just sat and listened, sat and listened. Because it, by that, they're saying, you count. You mean something to me. I am here with you, and I will be with you during this time because I love you, and I care about you, and you are important. You are important to me. You're important to the community. You know, I put down, you know, once the gathering together. Do not forsake the gathering of to get together. That's right. And it's like people that aren't going to a weekly Bible study or going to church or being encouraged by one another or listening to even these podcasts. That's why we're doing these podcasts. Right. Because it's important that you know who Jesus Christ is and why you are important to God's kingdom. And that's to have that intimate, like um, like Grover was saying, and that intimate relationship with God the Father. That's what he wanted from the beginning. They walked in the cool of the evening, uh, uh, communicating back and forth with God the Father. We're not meant to be separated. We were meant to be dependent. We were right. meant to trust him. We were meant to not even know evil. We were meant to live an abundant life. But the veil has come. And the lies have come, and so that's why the truth is so important. So I had, the second thing I have is encouraging one another. Boy, that's a good concept. Yes, let's encourage one another. Being in contact with like-minded people, not only going, but staying in contact. Checking Checking up on each other and being willing to say, hey, I'm hurting, I'm depressed. Please come alongside me. Please come alongside me. Yeah, right, the... the, uh the pastors I met uh, early on in my life, uh, he was preaching, but he was he was a farmer in the field, and and, and God just over him, God's spirit, and and he did he was not a Christian. He just realized I am not a Christian. He it was instilled in him. He went he went running trying to find someone. He says I need to find a Christian. Mm-hmm. To find out how to be one, there there was that desire mm-hmm. um, put in him by God that, you know, and and people should you know um, listen to our podcast or find a Bible believing church that uh, that tells you you need to know mm-hmm. that how do you become a Christian? Right. I mean, if if I'm not saying you have to have an altar call every week. <laughs> Just a realization that that uh, people may not know, may not know. People need to be. Um, society is it's designed to get us to neglect what is important. Mm-hmm. Neglect what is important in everything we do. I mean, it's 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 more surrounded around right now. If uh, you know, you turn on any of these screens. There, there's, there's the news. There's the media. There's, there's uh, just thing is there available by a thing called the internet, and uh, that could have been the the tree of life 
in the garden. I mean, that uh, you have good and evil out there, more evil than good, or more distractions that neglect what is important about life. And result of what you were saying, yep. anyone, uh, Don or you, Kevin, over, what is the gospel in simple terms? What what do you need to do to be a Christian? I, that's what's kind of leading up to there you, right there now. You I'm go. asking. There I'm asking go. that question. So very good, very <laughs> good. You know, I'm sitting here on the edge of my seat, wanting to be respectful and not interrupt. But I'm thinking, Hallelujah! This is great yep. because this is touching upon what we have said, and that is that people are missing they realize they're missing something and first of all a lot of them don't know what it is so they try to fill it up with whatever uh of the worldly things and that as i'm listening to you and you're starting to outline sandy and kevin the actual steps step one step two step three that's exactly hitting the nail on the head that's what the people I really, I think, need is to know, okay, how do I do this? You say this is what I need, but how do I do this? Okay, well, tune in and let us tell you step one, step two, step three. This is great. So what's step one? Step one is to, first of all, define, I believe, define, uh, to realize that something's not right. Something starts, that there's more in life. Let's say, first of all, defining what it is that may be lacking or what it is that out of life that someone wants more purpose, whatever. Once that is done, then the second step would begin to research and study uh, to learn all that you can about it. The third step is to become connected, like you were saying, with like-minded people, the people who, and to learn from those who have, who, and not from some professor standing up at the front of the uh, lectern and giving a, 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 what they've read from a book, but something that's personal, something that from someone, from others who have experienced something similar, to become encouraged, be connected with like-minded people, to be uh, inspired or to be expand on your, your information on the information, on the knowledge from those who have experienced what a similar experience and what they did and just duplicate it, duplicate it. Um, and it's right there. It all goes back to God, to me, goes back to God and goes back to the Bible. Yeah. Um, kind of like when you read the Bible and then you go back and you read a chapter or a verse, and then maybe six months, nine months later, you read it, reread the chapter and the verse, and all of a sudden it's like the word in Genesis, Ken. What does Ken mean? Okay? You just kept going, and you were reading the rest of the chapter, and you go back and you say, well, wait a minute now. What does this word mean? So you, you go and you get a dictionary, and then you go, and God created everything. He created the trees, the plants, the birds, the fish, but he didn't specify what species, what the names are, okay? So he created the birds and he created the fish, but I see there are two fish and they don't look the same. So what kind of fish is this? And what kind of fish is that? And it's so like, 
getting more information, more knowledge. And as someone once said in conclusion, what's the difference between knowledge and wisdom? Does anybody have an answer for that? Okay, moving quickly. The answer they came up with is knowledge is knowing something. So step four is taking action. So knowing something is one thing, but then applying that knowledge and applying Amen. it right. Try applying it correctly. Amen. The, the internet is filled with a lot of information, but not all of it is correct, not all of it's accurate, and not all of it's good. So we also have innately a filtration system built within us. You have at one time the TV where it only had one channel. So if you turn it on, you could either watch what was on the TV and be stuck with that, or you could turn it off. And now we have all these different channels. So if you go to somewhere and it's not aligned with the word of God, change the channel. Flip over to something that is more aligned to what is correct, what is accurate, what has been proven. Don, are you still there? I am here. So what if you were asked, what's the gospel? How do I become a Christian? And uh, we're going to, each of us is going to respond to that. What did you say? You say, Don? Well, it is certainly the belief in Jesus Christ that he died for our sins, that he, um, that he forgave our sins, that he wants to forgive our sins, that he wants to live a life with us. But it's also the fact that God calls us into community, that we are not left to uh, just try to deal with things on our own, but we have not only Jesus with us, but also other believers who can lay hands on us, like those dear people in Cambodia, and uh, can really pray, and can really um, give us strength and companionship. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we have to resist some of these things that have been mentioned, uh, that drugs don't cure this, that drugs don't uh, take the place. They might, they might stop those feelings temporarily, but they don't really bring a cure. Um, what the old saying is, uh, medication at its best can get you in the framework so you can start listening and start hearing. At its best, that's at its best, not necessarily every time. But it's kind of an artificial light. I think someone may have said that. Drugs are an artificial light. Right. And we're talking about medicinal drugs here. Right. Um, and, uh, but I really appreciated this, this idea of parrot food ads, that we really are given such weak, weak answers to our struggles with depression. And um, it, it really, we need to be avoid being distracted by that at the right. same time. Really cued into those things that will help us. I'm really impressed by <clears throat> some of the Mennonites and, and Amish that have the concept of restorative justice, and that comes through community, that comes through people listening. And that is quite an alternative to criminal justice, which uh, has very little about restoration. But restorative justice is Christian. It's a Christian idea where you're restoring the victim and the victimizer. 
um, you are letting God speak to them and intervene on uh, um, for for the kingdom's sake. And um, that I think that ties in at this point. Um, we can encourage each other, but right. our, what are we encourage one another towards? Right. And uh, are we are we encouraging people to speak out? how they are experiencing life and, and telling when it's tough and asking people to come alongside. I think that's absolutely imperative. And, and all of you have, have made that point very, very clear. I think that's... Yeah, in creating an atmosphere that people can open up, I think that's a, that's, right. that's a key. You know, it's like coming alongside, as Kevin said, coming alongside and listening active listening about what's going on. Um, next podcast, we can talk more about things, our approaches, because I explain the gospel like in about two minutes, right, you know, with right. the people at the jail, you know, because I said, for me, you know, I said, it's when, it's when your life isn't working. Isn't my life working? Why are things out of control? It's like the prodigal son when he said, exactly. when, he, when he came to his senses, my life is out of, for me, everything looked perfect. You know, perfect wife. I got had a great job and stuff. I had a longing because I was created to have fellowship with God the Father. I, that why, that, and, that, and my purpose was, and my purpose is, is to... Uh, to tell people about him and about it's helping people establish that relationship and realizing I was apart from God. I was apart from God and that was my choice. And, and the question we always have is, how is that working for you? Not very well. My life was out of control and I admitted that I needed a savior. I needed, I needed to confess to someone, confess my sins and be cleansed and Jesus Christ came and took all of that on in his life and in his body because he was perfect and without sin. And he says, come, just like the father does in the prodigal son. He runs to him and embraces him. My son was dead and now he's alive. He was lost, but now he is found. Mm -hmm. And uh, those open arms, you know, that's um, thankful that we can bring light we, we can. And his name is Jesus. Yeah, the Bible says eternity in their hearts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that one verse alone, Ooh. he put eternity <laughs> in their hearts. If you are depressed, anxious, you are not weak, not crazy. You are not a machine with broken parts. A human being with unmet needs. The whole that you feel inside, that emptiness. God put eternity into your heart. May be filled light of the glory of gospel Hallelujah. of Jesus Christ. That's right. So this is the a time person. where we, uh, where you give them the telephone numbers, who they should contact because we're ready to answer those questions. We're ready to bring you into the kingdom. We're ready to answer any of those things and your thoughts that are troubling you. Uh, our number, it's uh, 24 hours, it's not always has a person on it, but you can leave a message or leave a text at 218-401-0164 and one of our uh, podcast hosts will uh, return your call.
you say how do how do I how do I be a how do I become or how do I be a how can I be a Christian? And I think that it doesn't matter what my answer is. The answer is right there before us, and that came from Jesus, and that is to do what you have seen me do, and do more, and not be in other words just hearers, but be doers. Amen. Exactly. Study Jesus. Study about the life of Jesus. Learn from Jesus and follow Jesus and apply it. Thank you, gentlemen. Amen. Knowing that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins is the most exciting news a person could ever hear. To realize that the God of the whole universe was punished for you is to say the least overwhelming, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It takes more than just believing there is a God to secure salvation. The Bible says that even the demons in hell believe that there is a God, and yet they will not be saved. Jesus said, unless you repent, you will likewise perish. The wages of sin is death, eternal separation from God. But the gift of God is eternal life with Christ Lord Jesus. He loves us so much that he would have died on the cross for just you. In reality, each one of us should have died on the cross for our own sins. Have you ever met Jesus Christ personally? The Bible says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. That is the joy that he puts in your life, one step at a time, one day at a time. If you acknowledge him and let it be known that Jesus is Lord, and in your heart, in your innermost being, it will be well with your soul. Believe that God raised him from the dead, and you will be saved. Okay, let's ask him right now. The Bible calls this prayer, but in reality it is just talking to God. Father in heaven, I am convinced by your word that I am a lost sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ died for sinners and shed his blood to wash away my personal sins. I now receive you, Jesus, as my personal Lord and Savior and receive you into my heart, into my soul, into my innermost being to be with me, to guide me, and with your help, Lord, Make me a new person. I want to follow you. Amen and thank you, Jesus. Pure Gospel Network is an intergenerational, Christ-centered, not-for-profit internet mission church. A network of believers from many different backgrounds who are passionate about reaching out to others. Your Voice in the Wilderness, a church online since 98, now known as PGN.Church, operates 100% on your tax-deductible donations.